Welcome to Let's Review with Haunted Igloo. I'm your host, Haunted Igloo, also known as Hutch. I've got two guests with me today. Uh, you guys can introduce yourself. Just tell me who you are, if you have any uh, Twitter or Instagram pages or handles, and tell us your favorite Spider-Man and why. My name is Alan. My Instagram is aham with two M's, 79. My favorite Spider-Man is definitely Tobey Maguire. He's the original. I love Spider-Man. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. My name is Mario. You can follow me on Twitter at Mario East West, common spelling. I'm also a fan of Tobey Maguire, really iconic Spider-Man. But um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, mine's gonna be Tobey Maguire too, and I'll tell you why. It's not just a nostalgic feeling; it's the faces that he makes throughout <laughs> the entire trilogy, dude. If you just go back and just pause anywhere and. He's just always making these weird faces, and uh, his iconic dance in Spider-Man Three was—that's what sold me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man Three in total like sold me. Uh, so I'm gonna start off with uh, how I do every time uh, with the three noteworthy news points that I chose out. So our first point of discussion is Sony actually has announced that they have five to six TV projects that are set in the Spider-Man universe. They uh, said this after the CEO said that the door is closed for the MCU at the moment for their deal. So they've closed that for the moment, he said. Um, that's the last thing they put out, also saying that they have five to six TV projects. So hmm. I don't know what those projects are. I mean, they didn't say movie. They said TV. So, and if it has to do with Spider-Man, I guess they're, they might be doing their own um, Spider-Man universe. Uh, no idea if it's in link with a Spider-Verse or not, but that's what they said. Hmm. Uh, number two is uh, Disenchantment Season 2. Did you guys watch Disenchantment? I have not. It's a nope. Net Netflix original by the uh, creator of The Simpsons. What's it about? Oh, it's that cartoon, oh, right? Cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a trailer came out, and it's set to release uh, Season 2 this month on the 20th, September 20th. Um, but yeah, same creator as The Simpsons and Futurama, both really good and really funny shows. I love Futurama. The show itself is pretty good too. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's very funny. It takes place, you know, it's almost like a, a little adult comedy set in the time of Skyrim. <laughs> I love Skyrim. Oh yeah. <laughs> and number three, Reddit has voted the game, uh, I'm sorry, God of War as the number one PS game. You guys play God of War? I know you haven't. You play Xbox. No, I play God of War. Oh, you have? It's pretty good. Did you play the new one? Messed around with it a little bit. Not much, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Reddit uh, voted it as uh, number one PS4 game. Um, and since our topic today is Spider-Man, can you guess what Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4 rated on between 1 and 50? Number 2. Do you have a guess? I'd have to Mario? guess number 2, too. Number 10. Are you serious? Yeah. That's just you have to, so you have to think, it, uh, PlayStation puts out a lot of PlayStation-only games. That's like, true. And they're very good. However, Uncharted 4, which is a great game, didn't even make the top 50. Wow. And I love the Uncharted series. Do you know what number two was? I'll top of your head right now. No. No. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't care enough. Or, I don't know. Maybe I saw and just didn't remember. That's fair. Way to do your research. I know, man. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, look. All I cared about was what number one was. <laughs> and what's, which one Spider-Man was. If you went first, you're last. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about... Um, this is... Uh, it's called Spider-Man Part 1. So, we're going to be talking about um, Spider-Man's creation into comics and into the movies. Uh, we're not going to be talking about the Sony and MCU Disney deal. Uh, that's going to be next week with uh, two different guests. Um, right now we're going to be talking about everything into Far From Home. And then on the next episode we're going to be picking up on Far From Home and into the deal. So, uh, we guys, you guys already told me your favorite Spider-Man is. Who's your least favorite? Like I said, it can be live action, it can be cartoon, voice... Mm -hmm. I saw this Japanese Spider-Man one time. <laughs> Didn't talk or anything. There's giant mechs and Power Ranger robots. It was pretty weird. So. Where'd you see this at? <laughs> There's clips of it everywhere. If you ever go to Alamo Draft House and watch a Spider-Man movie, they'll play really funky clips at the beginning before the movie and it's just stuff like that. Yeah, there's been a lot of Spider-Man. <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man. I mean, I guess for me, 
probably Andrew Garfield. But again, you know, I'm not too knowledgeable on Spider-Man. <clears throat> All I know is really from the cinematic universe. I've read a couple comics, played a few games, but um, I'm more of a cinematic guy. So you lied to me to get on this episode? I lied. I just really <laughs> wanted to sit next to you guys and talk to you guys. He's like, oh yeah, I know, dude. I know so much about Spider-Man. Everything, jeez. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Spider Dude. <laughs> oh, spider yeah. person. Oh yeah, you're talking about that guy that sticks to walls, right? Oh, oh, Iron Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's the? You guys have you seen the meme where it's uh, it's Tom Holland. It's a picture of him, but with like dirty blonde hair and a goatee, and it says uh, new reports. Actor um, Hom Tolland <laughs> reported to play the new Spider Dude in the in the MCU. I seen that one. That's 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 awesome. that's where to his way of thinking. <laughs> he's like he watches it and he's like, why does Tobey Maguire look so much younger? <laughs> um, so I'm gonna leave now, but this was fun. <laughs> Had a good time. So, uh, for anybody who's listening that doesn't know who Spider Man is, uh, Spider Man was created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. His first appearance is was in the Amazing Fantasy number fifteen back in nineteen sixty two. Uh, the creation of Spider-Man was actually a game changer for teens, um, because in comic books, teenagers were usually sidekicks to more, uh, uh, you know, bigger, uh, badder heroes, right? Like, uh, like Robin to Batman. And they were usually wearing the more ridiculous suits, like Robin didn't have, um, anything covering his thighs. (laughs) (laughs) I say it was ridiculous, I mean, it was bold. And what was also different about him was he didn't have, a, because of that, he didn't have a mentor, a superhero mentor or somebody big to follow in the footsteps. Um, his only mentor was Uncle Ben, who was sadly um, killed two times on screen. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Uncle Ben, but, and who knows how many times he was killed in the comics, but uh, it was sad. And he was uh peter parker's real really his only mentor and he left him with those with those words with great power comes great responsibility um, which we all know and i'm sure everybody on the earth lives by that code um, obviously yeah so that's that was spider-man's real mentor and the reason why he was just so um you know received well especially by teenagers was because he started he was a teenager and he was uh, going through financial trouble. He was uh, an orphan raised by his uh, aunt and uncle, uh, late uncle, and he just—he was real nerdy and uh, skinny until he ended up getting these uh, superpowers by being bit by a radioactive spider. Um, he was one of—he's honestly one of the most popular and successful superheroes, and ended up becoming the face of Marvel. I'm pretty sure Marvel's um, logo color is Spider-Man Red. I think that's their well, yeah, special he's, color. He's definitely the most popular superhero in all of Marvel. Mm. Honestly, he's besides Batman, he's my Spider-Man and Batman are my favorite superheroes. Yeah. And Spider-Man, obviously, top Marvel. I mean, I've loved him forever. I'd say Spider-Man is the most recognizable superhero, other than maybe Batman and Superman. A little yeah, bit. Batman and Superman are up there. Those are the, those are the top three. Yeah, and Superman sucks. Uh, <laughs> well, who would come second in Marvel though? If not Spider Man, who's you think? Iron I mean, Man, I probably think, Iron Man, Cap, or Wolverine. Well, Wolverine. Like it really depends. It really depends if we're talking comics, movies, whatever. Because, for example, if we're talking MCU, I mean, Iron Man would be would be up there because Iron Man wasn't even that popular of a character before the MCU. But right. I mean, yeah. he was just he was just Iron Man. But the MCU literally just circled around him. But you know. Not here to talk about Iron Man. That's here to fair. talk about Spider Boy. As I was. Night Boy. Night Monkey. <laughs> uh, so the uh, first, the actual, not many people know this. The first live action portrayal um, was actually by Danny Seagreen in Spy. It was called Spider Super Stories, which was a skit from 1974 to 1977. So it wasn't a movie. It was just a little skit. I think I've actually know the costume. I think I've seen the costume he was in. It was this really scary-looking thing that would give you nightmares like everything did back in the 70s because I think it looked even worse in black and white. Um, His first live-action portrayal in a film was our boy, Tobey Maguire, from 2002 to 2007, over three movies. Andrew Garfield was next from 2012 to 2014 in two movies. And now it's Tom Holland from 2016 up until now. And he's been in 
five movies, I think, so far for uh, the MCU. Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, Homecoming. And Far From Far Home. Home. Wasn't anything else? Okay. Um, he was also voiced by Chris Pine and Jake Johnson in the Spider-Verse. Um, I'm sure you guys remember Chris Pine from Wonder Woman and all those <laughs> other amazing things. <laughs> um, so, let's start off with the comics. Spider-Man was one of the highest-selling comics. Early 1970s, one story actually led to the revision of the Comics Code, which at the time forbade the depiction of illegal drugs even in a negative way. But the Nixon administration asked Stan Lee to publish an anti-drug message in their top-selling comic, which happened to be a Spider-Man comic at the time. So, and... uh it was actually received very negatively. Originally, the Comics Code didn't want to even stamp off on it, even though, like, the, it was depicting drugs, illegal drugs as a bad thing, but Stanley published it anyway, and it became one of the highest-selling comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, I actually think it was about um, Harry Osborne um, becoming, like, a, addicted to pills, and I think, I think I read it, it was like, he was, Spider-Man was, ha- was in a fight with uh, Green Goblin, um, and he actually, at that time, told Norman about how Harry was addicted to pills. So, you know, it's it's just crazy what these all these stories can lead to. But uh, so next, and actually, twenty eleven, IGN ranked him as number three on the top one hundred comic book characters of all time, right behind DC, Superman, and Batman. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and then in uh, twenty. 14, he was uh, ranked the greatest Marvel character of all time by yeah. IGN. So, it's just like, you know, we agreed. A lot of people actually agree with that, but I mean, how do, how do, you, how do you guys feel about comics? I know Mario, you don't read, uh, you, you haven't read many of the comics. I know no, Hammond, Hammond said, I think he read what, he, he was telling us earlier, he read every single every comic. Every single one. He even published one, didn't you? Went your own yeah, way that is it. not what I said. I said... No, no, no. I think he said exactly <laughs> this. He said... I went to college. I read every single Spider-Man comic. Actually, I have not gone to college. And I said, I've read a handful of them, but read summaries on most of them. Well, you have really big However, hands. However, I am so. not an expert, but apparently I'm today's expert. Yeah, I, so he says he read a handful, but I know nobody else can really see this right now. Hammond's hands, I'm sorry, Alan, his last name's Hammond. Uh, Alan's hands are huge. Enormous. So when he says handful, he's talking like the size of an encyclopedia. Jesus. I mean, it's crazy. You could shovel snow with those monsters. What is your favorite comic? My favorite comic? Well, yeah. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, seems like you haven't read any. Well, kind of appears that my, way, isn't it? The first one that popped into my head isn't a Spider-Man comic. I really like the Civil War comic, though. And Spider-Man plays a really big part in that. He uh, reveals his identity to the whole world when he sides with Iron Man. Mm. Because that's that's what the Civil, starts the Civil War, is the Superhero Registration Act, and they all have to give out their secret identities. And, it, and then he ends up... Um, I think his family is attacked by supervillains after that. And he decides, you know what, this is wrong. I'm fighting for the wrong side, and he switches sides and goes to Captain America. So yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite comic book. Hmm. Didn't like half of them die in that one too. Mm, no, I've heard that like a good um, portion of them actually died. Yeah, I heard. Cap- I, think... I heard Captain Marvel was actually a lot. Uh, I heard she killed Captain America in that one. Huh? No, well he got sniped, right? Yeah, Captain America does die in the end. He oh. gets shot. Um, Damn, who shot him? Captain Marvel. No, I, it wasn't. It wasn't in the fighting. I know Captain Marvel. The, the way the story <laughs> ends is he ends up. Uh, Captain America is winning the fight. He's they're about to beat Iron Man's team, but all of the civilians start siding with Iron Man, and they're getting in the way of the superheroes trying to stop them. And Captain America is fighting other superheroes, trying to be stopped by the public, and he just decides this is this is wrong. I can't be fighting civilians, and he gives up. And then later, he gets shot. Well, who shoots him? I don't remember exactly. I think it was just, uh, he, like, he was probably, I think he was arrested after that. Someone ended up, uh, yeah, just, like, sniping him from, from the crowd. In the comic, did they ever catch the guy or no? 
don't or the neighbor specify. No, I don't remember. Let me ask you this one time. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know how Iron Man and Spider-Man, they have a really strong relationship in the MCU. Is that the same in the comics or no? No. No, not at all. No. Yeah, I heard that, um, you know, in the MCU, with there not being an Uncle Ben, they really needed uh, Spider-Man to have a mentor, and okay. they thought Iron Man being the head of it would be a great way to introduce it. So they created that relationship between them, unlike what was in the comics, um, which is, you know, completely new. You know, Kevin Feige, he always says... They're like, how do you create these stories? And he's like, I just pulled from the comics. Well, I call bullshit because a lot of what he's doing is... I get a lot of it's from the comics, but a lot of what he's doing is also um, out of, you know, his own uh, ideas and creations. Yeah. yeah. But uh, do you have anything else? you guys have any other questions about comics? I okay, I mean... No, not about comics. What is it about? It's about uh, MCU. Oh, sorry. Well, we're not on that yet. Hey, well, I'll wait. I'll wait my turn. <laughs> okay. Hammond, do you have anything else to say about the comics? No, just uh, Spider-Man's, Spider-Man's the best, best comics. He was the first superhero that was made to be relatable. Before then, all superheroes were just not like us. Superman was not made to be relatable. He was made to just be better than everyone else. To be iconic and iconic, yeah, you're supposed to. to look up to him. When Spider Man came out, he was a nerd. You're supposed to relate to him, and that's why he became so huge. Yeah. So were comics that big, like so, in the seventies and eighties? Was everyone reading them? All the kids. So uh, comics were big when they came out, especially like superhero comics and stuff. But then there came a time where comics weren't selling as well as they should have been um, after a while. And actually, um, well, before we get into that, because we're going to be getting to the movies, Hammond, please, if you have any like last things to say about uh, comic, comic Quert, uh, Mario, sorry, keep calling you Hammond, Alan and <laughs> Mario. Mario, if you have any like last questions for Hammond about the comics uh, before we move into uh, the movies, please. Well... While we're talking about the movies, I'm going to refer back to the comics because I think it is very important that the movies be true to the source material. If if in the movie the character is acting in a way that the comic character never would, then we're kind of talking about two different characters. So I'll refer back to the comics when we're talking about the movies. Okay. Well... Like you were asking, so there was a point where comics were not uh, being sold as much as they should have been. So Marvel actually um, was went ban- uh, filed for bankruptcy in 1996. And then in 1998, they were looking for, um, like, a, they were just looking to get more money and influx of cash after, you know, they had emerged back from it. And at the same time, Sony Pictures... Um, the executive at the time was looking to um, get screen rights to Spider-Man. And the uh, he was the current chairman, former CEO of Marvel right now, um, countered by offering Sony the rights to nearly every Marvel character, including Iron Man, Thor, Black Panther, and Ant-Man, and only for $25 million. Wow. Like, that's, that's, a, that's crazy low. So they took the deal back to Sony, and this is what uh, the Sony executive said, and I quote, nobody gives a shit about any other Marvel characters. Go back and do a deal for only Spider-Man. That's insane. It is insane. And look at how big all these other Marvel characters became. Yeah. And Sony passed up on owning a Marvel Cinematic Universe themselves. If that, how do you think it would have been if Sony had bought that? Where do you think they would be compared to Disney right now? Mm. I think Disney has way more resources. I think that if if Sony had gotten all the rights, they would have just been making standalone movies for the longest time. I think it was Disney's innovation where they thought, no, we need to connect all of them make it one story and that's what really made these superheroes blow up so 
it actually uh, Marvel ended up selling the rights of Spider-Man to Sony for only seven million dollars. Wow, I know that's crazy, and I mean Sony got its money's worth. Like Sony has turned Spider-Man into such a big thing, even with all the reboots and stuff. I mean Spider-Man is Sony's like, uh, it's it's their key. Like right now, that's that's their prized possession. That's some. That's what they're not. Uh, that's their golden ticket. And what they're not willing to give up. Yeah, Sony's got, I mean, they have the PlayStation, they have their electronics, TV speakers like that, but as far as as far as movies, Spider-Man, that's, that's what they've always had, that's what they go back to. Now they're making video games about it, and that's their mill ticket right there. So remember that Sony um, could have had all of that, all those characters, for only $25 million. And Disney actually, back in 2009, bought Marvel for $4 billion. And they've made so much money off of it. They, I think just when Endgame came out, they made what? In the, in the billions? Worldwide? Yeah. Everybody watched it. Everybody. Yeah, so... Uh, Mario, so I actually... Um, we were talking about this um sony uh like i said they they were offered all these characters for 25 million dollars they only bought spider-man and only they only wanted him and bought him for seven million seven million a few years ago so sony could have had their their own marvel cinematic universe a few years ago disney um i'm gonna say what did i say 2007 or nine Disney bought Marvel for twenty five. I'm sorry, get my numbers mixed up for four billion dollars. Four billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Jesus, it's chump change. Sony, Sony could have owned all that for a mere twenty five million dollars and built it up today, which is crazy. So now we move into uh, the movies. So the uh, we have three official live-action Spider-Mans that we already talked about. So, what about Raimi's Spider-Man, obviously? We all we all love Raimi's Spider-Man. It's our favorite. So, did you know, though, that a third sequel uh, was actually uh, scheduled for 2011? So, Spider-Man 4? Yeah, but it was canceled. What did I just say? Did I say 2004? I said 2011. Yeah. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, yeah, 2011. And you're right, it was canceled. Sony actually decided to reboot with a new director and cast. Did they have an idea for it, though? Oh, yeah. they had a, they, So they um, already were working on a script, and they were actually working on a script for 5 and 6, too. Really? What could mm-hmm. have been right? So, um, all right. So Span, uh, Sam Raimi for Spider-Man 4, there were talks of back-to-back shoots of 4 and 5, but it was eventually shot down by Raimi. It actually took three writers to nail down the script. Um, and this, now let's talk about villains that could have been in the mo- those movies. Um, there were talks of Lizard. Uh, Raimi actually really liked the idea of uh, Rizzard, uh, Lizard. <laughs> and he said that uh, he'd love to see Electro, Vulture, maybe even the Sinister Six as a team. That but out something. of all of those characters, Vulture had the most press attention. And there were even talks of uh, consideration for John Malkovich to play Vulture. You guys know who John Malkovich is? Played in Bird Box. Oh, Bird Box. Yeah, he was the he was the neighbor. Uh, no, I was about Birdman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he played in Bird Box, Juno, extremely wicked, shocking. Was he the dad in Juno? Vile. He was the dad. Yeah, I okay. think so. Uh, I think it was that. No, I think it was the dad. I haven't seen Juno in so long. I just remember. I know it's been Juno. a minute. Uh, have you seen the newest Zac Efron movie? Uh, Extremely wicked, shockingly violent, evil. It's on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Are you talking about the the one about the serial Ted, killer? Ted Mundy, yeah. Ted Mundy. Yeah, uh, I see that. John Malkovich uh, played the judge in that movie. He plays in a lot more movies, but I mean, you know, if you guys don't. Those are some of them. More known no, ones. you know, if you guys don't care, then you know what? we're here to talk about Spider Man. I know, we are talking about, but I'm telling you to, I'm telling you to imagine <laughs> John Malkovich as the vulture instead of Michael Keaton. I think Michael Keaton did a pretty good I job. Know, when right? I think of vulture, I think about Spider Man 2. 
the video game, so. <laughs> Vulture wasn't in Spider-Man 2 video game. You did, they didn't, maybe it was, okay, Spider-Man 1. You, like, follow him. That was one. Yeah, that was one. Yeah, that was one. Okay. Yeah. No, Spider-Man 2 video game had Rhino, Doc Ock. Doc Ock Black, was the last one, right? Mm-hmm. Black Cat. Well, he was, like, throughout the whole thing, but yeah, he was yeah. the last one you fought. Uh, Black Cat and... Mysterio was there, too. Who? Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio was in that one, too. The alien machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Anne Hathaway was actually uh, almost casted as Felicia Hardy. But they were also considering uh, Julia Stiles and Rachel McAdams. But they were thinking about turning Felicia Hardy into the Vultress instead of Black Cat. Uh, just to avoid confusion with Black Cat and Catwoman. And this, they even had storyboard frames of Mysterio being handed over to the police from Spider-Man really? for the fourth movie. There's uh, whole storyboard frames that you can look at right there. It's actually pretty cool. Um, and I bet you guys are just wondering what happened. So they had a script. Maguire and Raimi were both, they were both ready. And there were auditions, uh, auditions for Felicia Hardy. And they even had a release date, like I said, of May 2011. And they even writing for 5 and 6 had begun. But the reason why it was canceled, not a whole lot of info was released. Uh, it's just that Sony decided in 2010, January of 2010, to reboot. And uh, it was reported after Raimi pulled out. Uh, he was afraid, Raimi actually said that he was afraid he wouldn't make the release date while keeping the integrity of the movie. So he didn't want to waste the money and upset the fans. Right. So they, and he knew that they already had a reboot. Um, you think there was a high demand for that movie? Oh, uh, absolutely. I think yeah. everybody's looking for redemption after Spider-Man yeah, 3. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 or something. I mean, Spider-Man 3 was still very successful, but had horrible, <laughs> horrible reviews. And I mean, Raimi even came out and said he knows that there was a lot going on, but there was just they were telling him to put Venom in the movie. Right. And he was not comfortable with Venom. He didn't know enough about Venom, didn't know enough about the character, didn't read about him in the comic books. He was not comfortable putting Venom in, but they wanted it, so he did. And that's why it came out that way. He didn't really know how to how to go about Venom. And it's... I mean, honestly, it's true. I mean, Venom appeared halfway through the movie. It's... There wasn't enough build-up for him, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean... As much as I love it, I mean it's a classic. Spider Man Three, come on, it's a classic. It's it's got it's got emo Peter Parker. Emo Peter Parker. It's, man. <laughs> it's got uh, Two Face. Two Face. Yeah, Harry Osborn. Oh, fair oh enough. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it's got you know it's got obviously got a uh, Sandman. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that original trilogy, they're all classics because when you got to remember when those movies came out. Superhero movies weren't what they're today. This it wasn't a thing. We had a couple of Batman movies. We had a George Clooney Batman movie where he had nipples. We had some Michael Keaton. I love that George Clooney Batman <laughs> movie, by the way. Yeah, not, some... not even being sarcastic. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so we had some Batman movies, and the X Men was just kind of starting up. But we there was no Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think most of us, that like that was the original like superhero movies. Like we grew up with that. That was the first superhero we were exposed to. So there's a lot of nostalgia that goes with that. There's just so much nostalgia that goes with it. Honestly, dude, number two, Spider-Man 2, best Spider-Man movie ever. Really? Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. I think Spider-Man 2 was the best Spider-Man movie I mean, the, the portrayal of Doc Ock, the story arc of Spider-Man, it was insane. What did you guys think of Far From Home? We're not even on that yet. Well, I know we're not on it, but I mean, you're we're Oh, yeah, we're going well, to be getting into that. Okay. But right now we're talking about the Raimi movies. Okay, okay. We're going to be getting into Far From Home. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but, no, he just did a great job, I think. It was um, a good movie. It was a solid movie. Yeah, number solid one. Movie. Number one was was good. And, I mean, Willem Dafoe did a great job as the Green Goblin. But, I'm sorry, the Dr. Octopus, fantastic. Dr. Octavius. And it was just, like I said, story arc of Spider-Man as well. Um, uh, what he was going through, you know, losing his powers and gaining them back, realizing really who he was. Right. But after Spider-Man 1, I hated Mary Jane. She, 
Man. Is it Kirsten Dunst or Kristen Dunst? I think it's Kirsten Dunst. One of those. I don't know, but she, uh, she just became so whiny. And she really was. It was, it, yeah, it was annoying. I, I disagree. I, I think that I could see it a little bit in number three, because number three got a little weird. She, uh, she kissed Harry in one scene, and he threatened to, uh, to hurt Peter if she wouldn't break up with him, and it just got weird. But in number two, she was fresh off of being turned down by Peter. She was just trying to move on. You know, imagine, imagine loving someone and then them saying, sorry, I can't be with you. You, you just got to find a way to move on. So she was just struggling with that, and then she started to blow up as an actress, and she meets this astronaut, and but this whole time she's still in love with Peter Parker. And the astronaut is J. Jonah Jameson's son. Isn't just like in Venom. <laughs> well, just like in Venom. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Yeah, Venom. Uh, the ast- yeah, the astronaut was uh, Jameson. Right. Cat was it, Captain Jameson? Or I can't remember what it was in Venom. But hated her. Sorry, Gwen Stacy wasn't anything amazing either in Spider Man Three. It was just like I just felt like they just threw her in. Like she wasn't. Yeah, she was super three. extra. Well. Three's big issue was they just had so many characters. So many new characters, so much going on. New characters, you had Eddie Brock and Venom. You had Sandman, Gwen Stacy. Um, you had Two-Face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Hobgoblin or whatever you want to call him. Uh, although his glider was pretty cool, I'll say that. It made me think of like those uh, little, like, uh, uh, what is it, waterboard, skate or water skateboard things. Um, that you get on in the pool and you always try to like push it down to the bottom of the pool and if you like oh. lost your balance it hit you in the face and <laughs> you'd like immediately die. Those are the best. <laughs> like, yeah. So now um, let's get into the amazing Spider-Man. Okay, hold on. Let me just say really quick. Oh God. I'm just kidding. I think, I think the biggest thing about these original Spider-Man movies is that they were so wholesome. It was all about the values you know what I mean? Like, with great power comes great responsibility. They really focused on where Peter Parker was at in his head. That was the big thing in number two, where he was losing his powers and everything. It wasn't about the action as much as it was a love story. You're right. It wasn't just about Spider-Man. It was about Peter Parker and who Peter Parker was. Yes. And him always trying to find... Not just that balance, but figure out who he is as both and as one. And I read this post. Somebody said that people are just too into the nostalgia to realize that Tobey Maguire was a terrible actor in Spider-Man. And that's just the worst thing ever because it's not true. It's not true. It is nostalgia. Because like you said, it was, you know, we were just getting into the superhero movies at that time. We're getting into that. Like you said, Batman. Oh, the awesome Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they were doing the unit, Ghost Rider. They were building up their own little thing. And that, Ghost all Rider. that was that came way after Spider Man, though. Ghost Rider and uh, Fantastic Four. No, but that was all. No, that was all within between Spider Man one and three. Nicholas yeah, Cage played Ghost true. Rider, right? Yeah, yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, the amazing Nicholas Cage. And they were planning all this because they they actually wanted to do crossover films with them, but it just could have once Iron Man well, came I'm out. Sure, Fantastic Four was owned by Fox. Yeah, but they've originally wanted to do a deal with Sony oh, wow. still. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it all took place in the uh, I guess you know technically it was gonna take place in the same universe. But. Yeah, but and then I don't know if you guys remember, but like pretty much the first line in Spider Man One, he talks about he's like this story this story is about a girl, that girl, and it zooms in on. It, on uh, Mary Jane, and then it shows him chasing the bus, and he's like, yeah, that's me. Like, just showing how nerdy he was. But yeah, it says that this story's about a girl. It's always been about this girl, and it's just Mary Jane. And I think that's just so different from the movies we have nowadays. It's just, there's so much action. It's not about the emotions, you know? Mm -hmm. And struggling to, to, like you said, balance between being a superhero and a person. And that's that's why those movies, to me, are the are the best Spider Mans because they're just they're just so humble, you know, and I I feel like that Spider Man's supposed to be childish in that way. He's got these these beliefs and these morals. 
that the other superheroes who are older just they don't they don't struggle with that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you you know you said it all. Let's just so call, honestly, let's, let's call it an episode. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, let's talk about a couple things that I noticed in the movie. First of all, which do you think is longer, the intro to Star Wars or the intro to the first Spider Man? <laughs> I was watching it last night, and I was like, I forgot how long this is. I, I was trying. I was getting my son. I was getting my son to watch it for the uh, first time to really focus on it. And I was like, he's gonna lose interest before it even starts. <laughs> and then he starts. Spider Man's probably longer than uh, Star Wars. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Uh, another thing I noticed when he gets uh, when he realizes he wakes up and he realizes he he doesn't need his glasses anymore. He looks at his like new amazing like rock hard pecs and do- dynamite pecs right dynamite there. areolas and <laughs> stuff he uh aunt may's at the door and she's like peter are you okay and uh she's like do you need a change and i don't know if you guys noticed this but he looks down like he's looking at in, in his pants and he's like yup big change <laughs> and i was just like i never noticed that before it was i was like man oh, they really did that uh, and then i told you guys about the other one earlier where he's um uh, the Green Goblin's attacking the festival, and he's... I'm telling you, the suit, the neckline of the suit uh, goes up to his neck, it, like up to the middle of his throat, I think. And he's running, and he's ripping his shirt off, and the neckline is literally right above his pecs. It's like a big U. And I was like, where, the, where is the rest of the suit? Like, what did he do with it? These These movies weren't as polished back then, that's for sure. That's yeah. True. Uh, but they were still they were still amazing, but and you guys have anything you noticed about the uh, movie or what? I haven't seen these movies forever. I couldn't tell you right now. No, nothing. Well, I'll get more into this later, but I think that Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker by far. Oh, by far. Oh, by far. I'll, I can't I'll say I can't say Peter Parker we'll that he's debate. the best Peter Parker. He was the best Peter Parker by far. Best Why? Spider-Man? Oh, well, okay, okay. You know, best best Spider-Man? He he didn't have the quips, like people say. Um, oh, yes, he did. I think he had a lot of quips. He did, he did. He said, you know, like, whenever I, he... I think he, he did fine, but compared to... Uh, he was like, put him down, like when uh, uh, the Green Goblin grabbed J. Jonah Jameson, and he's like, hey, put him down, Gobby, and... And then he, like, hey, he web zips his mouth. Yeah, he's like, hey, mo- let mom and dad talk or something. He, he had a no, lot he of No, he was clips. good. He was or good. Or Spider-Man 3 where he's fighting the Sandman and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm the sheriff around <laughs> these parts. <laughs> it's, it's great. It is good. It he is had, good. I'm sorry, he has quips. Andrew Garfield's flowed more nicely, though. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think that Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker, My weakness but not small the best knives. Spider-Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, then let's get into uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. So, um, yeah, The Amazing Spider-Man came out in 2012 with uh, director Mark Webb. Um, that was uh, with their, that was the, Sony's new reboot, new take on it. And then he ended up having a sequel in 2014. So, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 reviews were bad. Number two, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, number one, that was pretty good. I liked it. But number two had very bad reviews. People were saying there was too much going on. So let's talk about number one and number two. Let's compare them. Unpopular opinion, before I forget, I loved Jamie Foxx as Electro. That is a very unpopular opinion. And I'll tell you why. I thought the idea for it was great. I didn't think they, sh- I didn't think they should have put uh, Harry Osborn in it like that. I think the, f- the focus should have been on Electro because... I think Jamie Foxx did a great job as it, but it was because, I mean, that's an amazing concept for it. Like you're just a super fan of a Spider-Man. Like you're you're such a big fan okay. of this of this superhero. You don't know that you don't even know that this that that who you're idolizing <laughs> is just a teenager in high school going with his own troubles, and you're idolizing him, and all of a sudden you just feel completely betrayed. Now, how he became Electro, I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> like he just fell in the eel tank, but I mean. It's either here or there. You know, I'm I'm not the one writing the movies, but well, it's I, I'm he just did great. I thought I thought he was very uh, Jimmy Fox was very convincing. Um, a lot of people probably disagree, uh, but I think that, like I said earlier, though it's important that these characters stay true to the character and where they came from. I don't think 
Electro in the comics wears a green and yellow suit. Yeah, but can you imagine like somebody he in New York? He doesn't look like Doctor Man- Manhattan. <laughs> you know, like I, it was just so. I, mean, I thought he looked more like Mister Negative. You said what? I thought he looked more a little more like Mister Negative, but bluer. <laughs> That's true. I get I get my, what you mean, but he it's wasn't like, my biggest issue with the movie. I think my biggest issue with with Amazing Spider-Man Two was the Green Goblin. Yeah. Because it. Yeah. But real quick, I get what you mean with with comic book accurate and costumes. But let me ask you something. I know we're on the topic of Spider-Man. What do you think about the Joker, Heath Ledger? Because he was not comic book accurate. Okay. There's a difference between... Yeah, like I don't think you need to be exactly what's in the comics. You can take liberties. You, there, there's, you, you can take it in your own artistic direction. But Heath Ledger stayed true to who the Joker was. There's there's just certain characteristics about the character you can't change, you know. Well, let's and with 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 um. Electro. People don't know that much about that character, so that's kind of why they went that way. You know, they could kind of go wherever they wanted because that's not that well known of a character. But at the same time, um. To people who do know a little bit about him, it was just so far off, and a lot of what people know about him is the costume. Yeah, and, I mean, I agree you know, with you. But with Heath, with Heath the Ledger, the, the Joker's been done so many times, you have to be a little different. You can't just be exactly what's in the comics. Okay, but here's the thing. Like you said, he's very known for his costume, but he has a ridiculous costume. Now, it's it's great for comic books, <laughs> and that's what we grew up on, but come on, can you really imagine like being taken seriously, like fighting well, Spider-Man in New you York? You have to do the exact one. Like I, like his... The, the the face of Electro is kind of weird. It's got like the it looks like a star or sun on his yeah. face. No. But what about? Green. But you can you can update it. You, they could have just gone with a green and yellow anything really, and would have been like, oh yeah, that's him. But this one, this Electro was just completely unrecognizable. Okay, well what about? It was just a different character. What about the Rhino? The I mean, rhino. he was just in this big like mech suit. Yeah, I don't think they did a very good job at all with villains in that movie. <laughs> Fun fact, did you know the Rhino was actually, uh, he was first the villain of the Hulk? I did not know. I, I think, I, well, I think, I think uh, if I'm wrong, I'm very <laughs> sorry. But, no, I don't no, really I, know, I, I just like to say things sometimes. I, I, I read, though, I'm pretty sure I read that he was the Hulk, because, I mean, he's a big guy. Yeah. And I think I read that he was, he and Abomination even teamed up. Dude, if I'm wrong, I, I'm sorry, I read this a long time ago, because I, I actually rented a book I'm about... i fact check you right now. Please do, because... No, please do, because I th- I'm pretty sure I read it in, like, this comic book history book that I got from uh, the library, and I uh, thought I read that Rhino was originally Hulk's villain, and that he and Abomination teamed up at one point. Um, while you look that up, though, I will say, in the Spider-Man 2 video game, I loved fighting the Rhino. And yes. compared to the new Spider-Man game... It's quite a difference in the way to fight him. Is he in the new... They're oh, all in there, right? In the oh, new yeah. The, the, all the Sinister Six is in there. They're in there. Um, and, I mean, he is huge. It's crazy. You know. Yeah. But, uh, let us know what you come up with, Hammond, uh, and let me know that I'm right. <laughs> so... It does say that he has <coughs> fought the Hulk. I, I can't find which came first, though. Well, see if you can find him and Abomination teaming up, because I, I remember reading that. But let's talk about plans for The Amazing Spider-Man 3 and 4. So, this might sound weird to you guys, but plans for involved, for 3 and 4 actually involved resurrections for both Gwen and her father. Really? So, um, and it even included Gwen basically becoming uh, Spider-Gwen. Wow, that's something. Uh, this though, and I'll tell you why. Kirsten Dunst or Kristen Dunst or whatever her Dunst <laughs> yeah, name look, is. Here's here's the random sucks. abomination teaming up fighting Hulk. Oh, see, you're right. Yeah, told you they 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 teamed From up to 1974. fight Hulk. I will say this: 70. I hate the way Abomination looked in the comics. I much prefer the way he looked in the Incredible Hulk. That's Fish Hulk, dude. Yeah, I know. It looks like the Swamp Thing. <laughs> hey, fun fact! Fun fact! Did you know that? Uh, Abomination is the only MCU villain that uh, is technically still, um, like, we don't know what's happened to him. So he's still in prison? Yeah, he's, he's still in the sense. underwater prison. He's the only one we haven't really heard anything from. We, we already heard from Red Skull again. 
we know it's been too soon since the vulture and the vulture is bound to make a comeback um but everybody else is is either dead or we know like i just just thought it was interesting yeah they could totally bring abomination back and redeem his character um but sorry back to it um whenever i was talking about uh dunks hated her best uh romantic story arc is definitely the amazing spider-man with andrew garfield and emma stone just no, just the chemistry between them, between, between them as actors. I'm not kidding. No. And Gwen Stacy no. was just su- oh, no. a much more lovable character. Okay. And okay. Look. Okay. Look. No, I get okay. it. We fought about this once at work. Gwen, Gwen said- Stacy is. It was it was cool because in Who's the comics... Spider-Man was always supposed to be with no. Mary Jane. I no, get no, that. No, you listen here. But you Dunst here, did a okay? terrible no, job can, after number one. You can sit down and listen. I am right. sitting down. All right, son. You can stand up and listen because <laughs> I'm about to teach you a little lesson in love. <laughs> love. <laughs> what do you know about love? Uh, from watching Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, <laughs> I know a lot about no, love. No, no, no. You know what? You sure, say your you, part, but I'll then tell I'm going to pick you apart, kind sir. So, the actual romantic story arc was amazing, and it, it was built up very well over two movies, and it was done better in two movies than the other one between Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst was in over three movies. I'm giving you, I'm giving you this, though. She did a great job in the original Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man was amazing, but number two was terrible for her. The amazing Spider-Man was great for uh, Gwen Stacy all around. The... Her death was one of the saddest deaths in any superhero movie. And I hope you agree with that, at least that, whether or not you care about her character. I know that you're going to come back at me with the comics about Mary Jane and Spider-Man and all that. You don't know what it, what's I, No, I do, because we fought about this at work once. And it wasn't even a debate. We fought. We punched each other. Yeah, we threw, we threw bows, dude. Okay, so... No, she... It was just amazing, the uh, the romantic story arc that they have and um, their chemistry on set together. Sorry, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone have great character uh, character chemistry. So I don't give I don't give a crap if it was if uh, Emma Stone was playing Norman Osborn, if she if she was playing Norman Osborn and played a love interest with Andrew Garfield, I would have believed it with their character chemistry. And then Harry Osborn would be calling uh, Peter Parker other dad or something i don't know but it was great and then the death that completed that story arc uh it was i mean it was amazing because it really had to show a turnaround at the end of spider-man 2 you know he was very depressed and he had to come he had to stand back up for what he believed in and couldn't just uh get back down and uh, you know he promised her dad that he wouldn't let anything happen to her and so you have to imagine the kind of toll that that takes all right now I'll let you say you're... Okay. It's about time. <laughs> okay. So, let me give it some props, okay? Because it's not a bad relationship at all. It was very good. And you're right. It was very good. And it, it was really cool because in the comics, Gwen Stacy did come first. Gwen Stacy was the high school love. Um, and she died in the comics as well. And it wasn't until after she died, that's when Spider-Man bonded with Mary Jane. Wasn't was she like friend. the adult... Well, Mary Jane was was friends with Gwen Stacy. Okay. So they bonded over her death, and that's how they started up. So it's comic book accurate for sure. So, but would you say that um, Gwen Stacy's death is one of the saddest in all of the live action, whether it's MCU or not? Yeah, it was a, it was a sad death for sure. It was, it was sad. Yeah. I think Tobey Maguire really sold it. I mean, not Tobey Maguire. Oh, <laughs> Andrew see? Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just wait till we get into Tom Holland movie mixing all three names okay, that's up. What I'm trying to get. And and then here, there's this. I know too. that's that's where Mario's that's waiting. What, he's like he's like I'm only, I'm only here to I talk about Tom Holland. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man like once. Um. So yeah, and then Emma Stone and uh, Andrew Garfield were actually dating in real life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's they why were dating was, in real life. It felt real on screen because it was real. Yeah, they really were dating. You know, and so that's really cool too. You know. So by all means, it, it was a, it was a cool relationship, but this is why Mary Jane from the original was the best. Okay, those movies were not about Spider Man. The first line of Spider Man One is <laughs> this movie is about a girl. Okay, it was a love story. 
And yet, That's these what two it was had about. better it was love. About through love. It, they, oh, so, but you already said that those movies were better than the Amazing Spider-Man. So how are you? If yeah, they did, no, lo- but if I they said did that, love better than the love story. I said story. the romantic story arc <laughs> okay. was better because okay. I don't believe that. The, no, I don't care if he no, says no, this no. is a story Think about that. a girl because in number two and number three, Tom McGuire didn't say anything about that. He might as well have said. <laughs> he might as well have said, "Hey guys, I hate Kirsten Dunst. Uh, <laughs> no, no. She's listen, she's dating my here. boss's okay. son, the I astronaut. Gave astronaut. I gave you your turn. Give me my turn. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, you're pressed for no. time, so you might want to. No. He's about to there's call a work. Scene, there's a scene in <laughs> Spider-Man 1 where Aunt May is attacked by the Green Goblin and she gets sent to the hospital. Very sad. And who visits? Mary Jane and Peter Parker. And she walks in and there's a scene where Peter Parker's talking about... Okay. Mary Jane asks him, has Spider-Man said anything about me? Because he's the photographer for Spider-Man. And he's like, yeah. He talked about you and he looks into her eyes and he's like... Um, he asked me, uh, what I thought about you, and I told him that when you look into Mary Jane's eyes, it's, it makes you feel all these emotions, and it's crazy, because she's looking right back at yours, and it is the most humble, romantic, innocent <sighs> scene you could ever have. That's what, it was just so much more down to earth back then, and these two grew up together, neighbors from little kids. All this time. And that's why I like the first one. But she... Now we get to number two. At the end... She ruined it in number two for me. No, no. At the end of Spider-Man 1, he makes a decision. I can't be in a relationship because you could get hurt. And even though I love you and I want to be with you, I cannot risk that. And that's where we come to number two. Yeah, but Jameson's son out of all of them... Well, it's like... It's... (sighs) His, his his son is an astronaut in the comics. That's yeah, got, that's got the source material. You don't think I know that? <laughs> hey, look, fun fact though. Did you know that uh, Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane have been both in three movies? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I just okay. that was stupid. And but now, I thought it was a and now, anyways, like you said, in the comics, Mary Jane is Spider Man's love interest. That's the love interest. That's that's the lowest lane to Clark Kent. That's it. It was always meant to be Mary Jane. All right. If I agree with you, can we move on? <laughs> yes. yes. I won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get back. We'll talk once he leaves. We'll, we'll get back to we'll it. We'll get back. To no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, um, there were, so actually, Sony even had rumors of a Black Cat solo movie. Um, and uh, Sony was even planning a quote-unquote Spider-Verse to compete with the uh, MCU, but those plans were scrapped. Uh, three, The Amazing Spider-Man 3 and 4 had release dates of 2016 and 2018. And uh, di- director Mark Webb, however, only wanted to be a consultant instead of a director anymore. So that was bad news from the start. Um, and actually, The Amazing Spider-Man 3 uh, being scrapped was also due to... Uh, we found out more from the Sony hacks in 2014. I'm sure you guys remember that. Yeah. I uh, remember, what, didn't the interview come out around that time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they released it. But the uh, hacks of 2014 revealed that uh, the Sony and Disney uh, deal. So it revealed that they were having a deal already for Spider-Man to be in the MCU. Uh, the hacks showed emails um, revealing that Andrew Garfield was actually supposed to attend the 2014 Gala World Cup, where he would have been revealed as... Sorry, he would have been revealed as the star of the third, but he canceled because he was feeling like under the weather from the flight. He's feeling sick and Sony took it personally and they just decided that, you know, if he's not going to bother to show up for this, why even <laughs> waste our, our time on the movie if he can't show up for one night? So over him feeling ill. Yeah, I know. Right. Jeez. So that's what happened with that. That's why that was scrapped. And then now cue the deal of, uh, 2015, Sony and Disney made a deal for him to be in the MCU, where he uh, showed up firstly in 2016 with Captain America Civil War, where everybody was geeking over it. I'm still geeking over it. And then, oh yeah, he's like, hey guys, just takes the shield. (laughs) Underoos. Underoos! And then 2017, his standalone film, Homecoming, directed by John Watts. Now, 2019, 
after his uh, after being in two more movies, he now has a second standalone, Far From Home. So amazing. Let's talk about Tobey Maguire. I mean, not. All right, see, I told you. <laughs> let's talk about hey, Tom. He's, he's the best. We've been talking about. Let's talk about Tom Holland. Can't get his name out of your mouth. So Tom Holland is the most comic book accurate to me. Personal uh, personality, age, and oh, you were so wrong. No, before you say it, it feels like you I'm watching it, a kid though. Yeah, when I before see you him. even say it, Stanley even said before he died that he felt like Tom Holland was straight out of the comic books for him. He, Tom Holland was what he always imagined um, a live action Spider Man from his comics to be like. Go ahead, Hammond. Okay. All right, here we oh. go. I'm just going to go... Uh, I, I love Tom Holland. I think he's great. I think that his personality is great to play Spider-Man. However, to say that Tom Holland Spider-Man is the most comic book accurate is so wrong. No, no, we're not talking about... We're not talking about story-wise, though. I'm talking about just character. I'm not talking about stories. Pure That's, character? Yeah, pure character. Stories aside, pure character. Otherwise, I'd be saying his movies... Are the most comic book accurate, but no. See, I'll give. I think Tom Holland has a personality that fits it super well. Exactly. I think that you're right about that. Um, but I think he's having trouble figuring himself out without Iron Man, and that's really what Far From Home focused well, yeah, on. So we can touch on my that issues again. are with the writing. It's not with Tom Holland's performance at all. Oh no, it's I know. Because I think that his you're right. His character relies on Iron Man way too much, and and the parts of Spider Man's backstory that make him that character. You know, the character we all know is Spider-Man. It, whether you watch, it read the comics, whether you watched Tobey Maguire's movies, or if you watched Andrew Garfield's movies, Uncle Ben is such a huge part of that story, and they just skip right over it. And well, that's, that, that, I, that's not his motivation. Now, now it's going to be Iron Man. Well, I think, it's, I think it's because they're like... They didn't want to just see somebody shot again. Yeah, and no, also, I get it. Is that why, though? That's why they just avoided People all People were the... sick of seeing it. They yeah, they, 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 I mean, it's, that it's like they're repeating the story, so they wanted it. to take the story from a new angle, and they wanted to film The Mentor with Tony Stark because they thought, what better way than the star of our MCU bringing in everybody's favorite uh, web slinger? Right. So it's like... And honestly, I think it's just too late. It's too late to even say anything about it. I'm sure. I, yeah, I'm sure it'll be mentioned right. at some point. But it's yeah, too long. it's it's too late for them to mention something already. Otherwise, it'd be awkward. But um, it's I, like I don't have a problem with them not making a movie about Uncle Ben dying and him becoming Spider Man again. Like I get it. We've seen that twice already. Yeah. But to act like he was never even there, I haven't. You haven't heard his name a single time. That's true. That's I think they different. were just trying they, to avoid like, it. And I then... wish they would show some pain from something in his past. It, it seemed like they were going to go that route in Civil War, and they just didn't. It's just like well, I think they never were, happened. I think they wanted to wait, but then eventually they waited too long. Exactly. And it was like, yeah, they it's right. too late it. to do and it. And that is so important to Spider-Man's character. Yeah. It really is. That's like It's a key issue that's missing, and I think it's one, it's, it's, it's honestly probably the, one, the biggest thing that keeps him from being able to stand alone without support of others because he's not able to realize... I mean, his. I get that you know his mentor Tony Tony Stark has died now, but it's. I mean, still, it's nothing like Uncle Ben. But to be fair, he is still a kid, and I don't think a lot of the audience realizes that. So he has to depend on stuff. He has to depend on others to lean on, even if he's a superhero. Yeah. He is still a kid. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, let's talk uh, Homecoming. You know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I I would say let's talk about Civil War, but we all were amazed when he. Yeah, when he I loved. Came, so. I, I loved him in Civil War. I thought it started off perfect. So how how'd you guys think about his first standalone, uh, Homecoming? And let's talk. Let's talk uh, villain first. What about Vulture? How do you like it? How'd you like? Uh, my, I thought Michael Keaton did great. I I think Michael Keaton's performance was really good. Um. I thought I Shocker that, was under was um exactly underappreciated in it. I wasn't big on the the costume or look of vulture i thought it, it was, was really cool so like a brand new like high tech because you, you're not gonna see cool for sure but it was just not how i would picture it well imagine okay so tom holland's wearing this new suit spider-man peter parker wearing this new suit the stark suit that was given to him mm. you're not gonna see a guy with like spandex and feathers flying around the city That's you're gonna fair. see a guy with high tech um that he's been stealing from iron man they could have done high tech actual wings though those are high tech yeah, wings. They, they, they were wings. No, with, they have like fans and stuff on them. Those aren't okay. Those aren't fans. Those are like uh, actual bird wings. They could have done. Those, yeah, they have it, they, but it has those in them. But what is it called? It's uh like a fuck. That's what's on the helicopter. 
Is it called a ro a rotor? I'm, I couldn't tell you. Propeller. 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 Sorry, they're like they're just like miniature. Uh, they're like miniature propellers. That's all the time we have left for this episode. Please tune in next week for part two.